Hello and welcome to episode number 76 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about isolation. This show feels a little bit different, even though we covered the coronavirus in the past two episodes of Random Thoughts. The world is in a completely different place already, and we kind of hinted at this in the last episode that we were going to be seeing over the next few weeks if we're going to be following down the same path as the rest of the world when it comes to this virus. And the United States at this point is taking some drastic measures. Here in Illinois, all bars and all restaurants are going to be closed for dining visitors for the next two weeks at least. The CDC is recommending that the next eight weeks be free of any gatherings of 50 or more people. And we're hearing about curfews in some parts of the United States. And you have the usual things going on on the internet where some people are claiming it's nothing but a big hoax, where others are saying we're not doing enough, where the reality lies is probably somewhere in between the two of those. And we're going to have a lot of people, at least at this point, being isolated, staying at home. And I mean, I get it. I've seen memes like, hey, the previous generations were called to war. We're being called to sit on a couch. And I understand it's not quite the same thing. But here we're fighting an enemy that nobody can see, that very little is known about. And there will be psychological effects on people due to the reaction to this virus, maybe even more so than the actual virus itself. We've already talked on this show about things that have happened due to domino effects with kids when it comes to the global warming fear. And the global warming fear, I don't think, is anything on this new coronavirus fear. So I wanted to talk about a few things today and try not to just be all doom and gloom, try not to buy into the hysteria without completely discounting the things that are going on in the world. The first thing I wanted to talk about came due to a uh, Twitter posting, yeah, the Big Bad Bird site, from a No Agenda producer who talked about his child being sick last December with symptoms of respiratory distress that had a fever. And doctors, multiple doctors, according to him, looked at the child, evaluated, and said, yeah, he's got some kind of virus, but it's not the flu. We don't know what it is. And this has led to other conversations I've seen questioning just how long this coronavirus or others like it could have been going on throughout the world. I mean, we're definitely seeing a pandemic. We're definitely seeing a spike in cases, but are we seeing as big of a pandemic or as big of a spike as that is being reported? I don't know. There's no doubt certain parts of the world like Italy are being hit hard, but it occurred to me and I went back and looked through my records that I missed 
an episode last April. I came back episode 31 and said that I had just had the flu for a couple of weeks and it wasn't fun. And that situation, that illness kind of popped to my mind, reading a lot about these symptoms, reading about coronaviruses and reading how they can really hit with sore throats. As a kid, I had strep throat multiple times. The first time I got it, oddly enough, was in a hospital. They're not places that are good if you don't want to get sick. And the care at the time was a little bit different. There were two beds in a room. I was seven years old and had an irregular heartbeat, which I was on medication for years. But once I got to be an adult, and some people may argue I never really got to be an adult yet, that I've been off the medication, heart problems, no big deal. So it was something that worked itself out, but it was a condition that I was on medication for as a kid. But when I went into the hospital at seven years old, I was in bed number one. In bed number two was a kid that ended up having strep throat. Yay. So I ended up being a guy that got strep throat a few times as a kid. And none of those times was I ever in the amount of pain that I was for this sore throat. My mom used to not believe I was sick because I would just be like, well, I've got, you know, I think I have strep throat, but then I was there playing with my matchbox cars or watching TV, doing whatever, and didn't appear to be all that sick of an individual. And then she'd be like, well, I'm taking you to the doctor. And I'd be like, okay. And after the tests were done, the doctor would call and be like, yep, got strep throat. And as I said, never really felt a massive amount of pain with it, was never unable to eat, but I knew the symptoms and I understood them even as a kid getting feverish, throat feels this way. Yeah, probably strep. Well, whatever I had last April was a sore throat like I had swallowed broken glass, also included a bit of a cough and a fever. I was probably not the best patient as far as monitoring the fever nonstop. The highest I saw it get was around 100 or so. But with that said, the sore throat, I spoke to the doctor, was evaluated, and it was, well, it's probably the flu. So here, you know, do the usual things they tell you to do, including a prescription for Tamiflu, drink plenty of liquids, a lot of hot things, tea, chicken soup, and all of that. After three or four days, the sore throat was not getting better. And at that point, the doctor prescribed a steroid and things started to get better after that, whether it was because of the steroid or whether it was because the virus or whatever was causing this particular sore throat was working through my system. I don't know. But that hit me because this No Agenda producer that posted about his kid Similar type of thing. You know, the wink, we think it's the flu. He's not getting better. Upper respiratory was his problem instead of the sore throat, which is much more equivalent to what is going on with this strain of a coronavirus. But it's hitting people in vastly different ways. And I saw the amount of spores or whatever they call this virus where they're testing in the throat and how it starts. In the throat. So I thought that was kind of interesting after having this horrible sore throat last April. Wasn't the flu, I don't believe, but 
I was never tested because there was no testing for these kind of things at that point. It was you're sick. They treated it. It went away. Didn't have complications, but it was a sore throat, at least for me, for the books with this no agenda producers kid talked about that. They then put him on steroids and things started to get a little bit better. So I kind of start questioning, you know, how long this has been going on and saw a bunch of different threads of people with similar experiences in the recent past that had symptoms that were similar to what's going on here. So if the, you know, the crackpot theory of maybe this isn't the same thing at all, maybe isn't that much of a crackpot theory. I remember immediately when the cases in Washington came down about this coronavirus that people started talking about, this wasn't the exact same strain that they had in Wuhan, China. So we may be seeing multiple coronaviruses out there. Some of them may be more deadly than others. And one thing that seems to be certain is they are much more deadly the older that you get. Now, there is some good news. There are some Australian doctors who believe that some existing drugs may work at taking care and killing the coronavirus. The first is an AIDS cocktail of drugs called Caletra. At least that's what it's uh, what it's being marketed as. It's Lopinavir and Rotonavir. And I'm really butchering the names of those two, but it goes under the brand name Caletra, K-A-L-E-T-R-A. And that is showing, at least in initial tests, some very good results as well as, and this one's more interesting because this was pointed out by another No Agenda producer last week, Gene Witch, had a bunch of articles talking about uh, chloroquine, which is a drug that is prescribed for people going into areas where there may be malaria and it's a preventative drug so i'm assuming there's less side effects when it comes to taking this so the chloroquine which is c-h-l-o-r-o-q-u-i-n-e is also believed to disrupt the virus enough and perhaps eradicate it so treatment may not be that far away which is understandable then why the United States and other countries around the world at this point are doing whatever they can to slow this disease down. And we're talking about a pandemic, but we're not talking about something where everybody is going to get sick, but we're talking about something that is possibly quite fatal to at least a small portion of the country, a small portion of the world. And then I guess you have to start questioning how you want to deal with that. And something that seems to make sense, which can make this either a very scary disease to you or maybe make it a very not scary disease for you is depending upon your age range, because there are some people suggesting that it's actually the younger folks which i mean i hate to say it i'm getting there i'm getting up to be 50 very shortly but it is the 30 and under that are actually showing the infection in their system but not showing any symptoms which is both good and bad i mean if you're young and you only hang around with people that are young everybody's probably fine but if you're young 
it's very possible that you will not feel sick, that you will not exhibit any symptoms. But, you know, you go over to grandma's house for dinner and she's going to catch the coronavirus and die. Which, I mean, I know, fear mongering, and that's what we're being sold 24 7 on the mainstream media. But I think it is important to understand, at least from what we've seen in the rest of the world so far, as the demographics for the people that have come down with this particular coronavirus. Italy has been just savagely hit from everything you're seeing in the media. It does appear that their medical system in northern Italy has been pushed beyond a stressing point. And it goes to show, again, the difference in the population. Japan has the oldest population in the world. Italy is second. 23% of the people in Italy are over the age of 65. That's 23% as opposed to 14% in the United States. And that is a significant change in those two numbers and will have an effect upon how the country can handle how many of these infections that they get at one time. When you look at Italy, again, which is the new ground zero, it would appear 97% of the deaths from this coronavirus are people that are over the age of 60 years old. 88% of the deaths were people over the age of 70, and only 1.9% of the deaths were patients younger than 60, which will show you that if you do get infected, it is definitely, without a doubt, much more serious the older you get and if you have pre-existing conditions. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the guy that the United States has at the helm of figuring out what to do, said he would much rather do way too much, would rather overreact at this point of the spread rather than too little. And it makes sense when you see what has happened out of Italy, if you believe those numbers. And I do believe that a vast amount of people have died in Italy over this. And it makes sense. You don't want your hospitals to get overloaded because then people who need care for other things may not get the care that they need. So I understand being proactive, whether what's going on now is an overreach. We won't know for a few weeks. It probably is. But this is the world we're living in right now, where here in Illinois, all bars and restaurants are closed for all dine-in customers. Amazon's falling behind, store shelves have been wiped clean, and we're being asked to stay home and just chill. Just stay home, watch Netflix, do something, work from home, do whatever you can to avoid contact with your fellow human being. And that is where the isolation title for this podcast came from. I always think when I hear the word isolation, I think of the lyric from the late great Warren Zevon who told us to enjoy every sandwich. And I think we can still enjoy our sandwiches while we're in isolation, sitting at home, looking out the window at the empty streets. But in one of his songs, he said, I want to live all alone in the desert. I want to be like Georgia O'Keeffe. And maybe this is the system for everybody that's ever felt that way, where you're going to feel great. And you're going to feel like you were made to live at these times. I mean, I've always been 
a bit of a antisocial person. I know that's hard to believe, but I don't mind not having a bunch of people around. I don't mind staying at home. I worked you know, after college through high school. We're doing retail. I've done that whole thing, but then opened up my own shop, became self-employed, and there's nothing better than not having to leave the house. And if you've been following Random Thoughts for a while, you probably know that I had multiple retinal detachments a few years ago and that I've really cut back on doing a whole lot of work, which is why I'm a podcaster that can do a thousand and one podcast, because this is something that you don't need a lot of vision for. So it's good. And I've always been good at talking, I hope. And I hope you're enjoying these shows that we've been putting out. But I've been preparing for this whole concept of sitting alone not worrying about what's going on with the outside world. And a lot of people are not ready for that. If you're ultra social beings, I get it. You're being told to stay at home. You think it's a ridiculous thing, especially if you're not sick. And maybe it is. Maybe it is. But if you have anybody over the age of 60 that you deal with on a daily basis that you interact with, if you have parents, grandparents, whatever, it is probably a good idea to understand the risks and understand that you may, even if you feel fine and you don't feel like you've even got the sniffles, that you could be carrying something that could be disastrous to those family members that are older than you are. So the question then becomes, what are you going to do with all of this new free time? I mean, it's easy. The easiest thing would be to just be a consumer, and that's okay if that's what you want to do. There are a lot of great TV shows catch up on those. There's a lot of great movies out there. There's a lot of great music. You can spend a whole lot of time just entertaining yourself though in those ways. And really, there are books too. I mean, I know those are antiquated, but you can get those right on your devices without leaving the home. All of these things. I mean, it's weird because we've really been preparing for this too when it comes to the delivery of music and movies and television shows beamed directly into our house and all these delivery services where you can get food without leaving the house. And really, I feel bad for every waiter and waitress out there who has a restaurant that's closing. I have a friend that owns a place and they normally hadn't been doing deliveries. They've only been doing deliveries with the Grubhubs and the Uber Eats and those kind of places. I talked to her earlier today and she was praising Grubhub and Uber Eats and those, which is a rarity because they take a huge amount of money to do these deliveries, but they are cutting fees and trying to make things as easy as possible. And I think they understand they're about to get really, really busy and they want people to be using their services, but she's also going to be doing delivery Her waitresses and waiters who were normally working the floor, working the dining room are now going to be helping out doing deliveries and trying to make a living. That's a big part of what's going on here when you have a Massive change in that day to day routine. And here in Illinois and other states, this is by the decree of the governor, you know, closing all restaurants and bars to dine in. So make sure that you kind of think about those local businesses that you normally would go out to and get food from. Try to keep them going, throw a little business their way. If they're offering delivery or takeout or pickup, whatever it is that they're out there and you can still enjoy food, you don't have to make your meals at home every day, but it's probably healthier if you can do so. But while you're home with all that free time, maybe start a new hobby that you've always wanted to pursue. You can start painting, 
learn to play an instrument. There's plenty of things you can find online for all sorts of different instruments. You don't have to actually have a real person to give you the lessons. The internet's a beautiful thing for that. You can also start a podcast. All of these things are therapeutic, podcasts included, because, hey, here I am talking to you. What do I need to shrink for? I've got you. And I appreciate everybody that's listening to the show. But the pandemic, the coverage, listening to it nonstop, checking your devices nonstop for the latest news is probably not going to do anything positively to your psyche, to how you sleep at night, to your blood pressure and all that other kind of thing. Now, be concerned about family members, monitor them, stay in touch. But when you're at home, kind of look at it as a vacation. Maybe, maybe even if it's forced, it's still a vacation. And you can try to keep things light. I've been going through the old Star Trek series, and I'm on Voyager right now. And the last couple of the episodes my wife and I watched last night had to do with some very bad things like pandemics and viruses and those kind of crazy things. So you might want to keep it light if you're looking to avoid a reminder of what's going on in the world. Maybe comedies are the way to go. Go back and you know watch The Office or Friends or whatever social justice warrior approved thing you might want to watch, but keep it light. There's plenty of podcasts that you can turn to for both news and for entertainment and podcasts I would recommend at the top of the list. No question about it. For news, you go to No Agenda. John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry, they've been spot on with so many things over the past few years, covering the news in a way that the mainstream media just won't. They have no advertisers, much like our show. That's where we got the value for value model from. So they're able to look at things from different perspectives. And they're not 100% all the time, but they get it right way, way more than the mainstream media does. So if you're looking for a way to get news and it's better, you only have to do it twice a week, three hours each time, much better than checking your phone 24-7. Now, I'd also recommend Grumpy Old Ben's, which is a show I do with Ryan Bemrose, which is just cranky old guys talking about tech and the world around us. And we hope that's entertaining as well. And we try to have fun there, not bring you down, not buy into the fear mongering, not buying into all the doom and gloom. As long as we're still here on this planet, we're going to have a little bit of fun. And speaking of fun, There's Hog Story and Nick the Rat, two other shows that air on the No Agenda Stream, noagendastream.com, and both of them have a great community around them. They have a whole lot of fun when they record live Monday and Wednesday evenings, and you can go in, relax, have a good hangout, people just having fun. You can see people are still living their lives, people are still goofing around, and the whole world isn't sick and dying. That's one of the things you have to remember. We're dealing with the pandemic, sure, but it's still something that's going to affect a fairly small amount of the population in a really massive, deadly way. Most people that get it going to be fine. A lot of people that get it seem don't even know they got it. Also, check out that Larry show. My buddy Larry Blinder is a great storyteller, Mr. Velvet with the great voice. And he has a bunch of podcasts, over 200 available over at thatlarryshow.com. And it's great because they're not all timely 
talking about what's going on in the world today. So you have a ton of stuff. You can go back, enjoy the stories. It doesn't matter if they were recorded a year or two ago, some really good content. And then we have another show that runs on the No Agenda stream that is basically the millennial version of that Larry show, I think, which is Billy Bones show called A Walk Through the Mind. Again, some really good content, a different point of view. You can check it out and be entertained and not really feel like you want to jump off a cliff. If you're looking for something that will brighten your horizons when it comes to race, especially here in the United States, check out Adam Curry. Uh, and MoFax on MoFax with Adam Curry. You can get an interesting perspective on culture there. And there's a lot of stuff that I heard on that show. Mo is a very interesting guy and has a unique perspective. A lot of the shows just blew my mind. You have to listen to it a couple times, even to kind of get down and dirty and deep with what he is spewing out there. And it's something that I think everybody should check out. As long as you're going to be sitting around doing nothing, you may as well educate yourself on history and different communities and what's going on here in the United States. Another show I would normally recommend is DH Unplugged with John C. Dvorak of No Agenda and Andrew Horowitz. But if you have money in the market, it may just be a little depressing to listen to DH Unplugged right now. Of course, if you have zero money in the market and you like laughing at people that lost a lot of money in the market, maybe it's the show for you. But they do a great show on the markets, finance, on investing, all that stuff. Check that out. And a brand new show, which just launched a couple of weeks ago, my good buddy Matthew Healy does a show called Maps with Matt, which if you're thinking sounds a whole lot like Dr. Sheldon Cooper's Fun with Flags, you're pretty much right. But Matthew is a cartographer. He has a great knack for telling stories, and he does so in a very soothing French accent, which is just perfect for when the world is melting down around you. Now, shows outside of the no agenda sphere, which I know all of those have been in, that I would also suggest checking out is one called Tell Em Steve Dave, which kind of comes from the Kevin Smith universe, which features Q from Impractical Jokers, as well as Walt Flanagan and Brian Johnson. And I would also recommend any of Kevin Smith's shows from smodcast to jay and silent bob get old to talk salad and scrambled eggs if you're a fraser fan that is a show you want to check out and fraser is also probably a show that would be a really good one to go back and re-watch always a fun show at least for me and take your mind off all of the insanity going on outside pen gillette of pen and teller his pen sunday school is another good show for a different perspective a lot of good stories And he's a libertarian, so he should fit along with a lot of the viewpoints. I know a lot of the listeners we have here go along with and just some really entertaining stuff. And then there's also, I mean, again, besides the stuff on TV, there's a lot of free old time radio content out there. Something that I've dug for years from Westerns like Gunsmoke and the Lone Ranger to mysteries and comedy and go back and listen to. What people had is entertainment long before we even had television, long before we had the internet. And I think you'll probably find something you like there. And then, of course, there's music. If you have those CDs, those tapes, reel to reel, eight tracks, whatever you got going on, vinyl, hopefully, pull out some music, get reacquainted with that. My friend Kathy McGuire, I just found out, is releasing a brand new song 
tomorrow on St. Patrick's Day with Steve Earle. So that's pretty damn cool. I met her back in Ireland about 10 years ago. And uh, check that out. You know, again, get your mind off things. Have some fun. Enjoy some music. But being alone at home, coping, I mean, it's easier if you have somebody with you. But even if you don't, you have the technology to reach out and talk to people on the internet. You can always reach out to us on noagendasocial.com or on Twitter. And you can also email us, Darren, at randomthoughts.com. Hey, if you need somebody to talk to, feel free. I'm here. I'm bored. I'm not doing anything else. But all in all, just take a deep breath and realize this is not the end of the world. This will pass. We will get through it. And there are going to be some inconveniences moving forward. But I do believe we're going to have a lot more answers here in the very short term. And hopefully they are good ones. Hopefully, if we can find medications that already exist that can stamp this thing out, and hopefully we can get back to whatever normal is. And again, I do hope you're enjoying the shows we've been doing here on the Random Thoughts podcast. If you do, do me a favor. If you haven't subscribed yet, go over to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com, and subscribe via Apple, Android, Stitcher, via email, however you want to do it. And if you really enjoy the show, take advantage of the value for value model that we use. We're giving you some value with the show. Send a little back our way. There are plenty of ways to do that on the website as well, from PayPal to mailing address to Bitcoin, even Patreon, whatever works for you. Any little bit helps us keep the lights on, the web servers humming, and of course, the audio sounding as good as it possibly can. For today's episode, we have two executive producers and a huge shout out to both Sir Scandinavian and Keith Von Dyke for supporting the Random Thoughts podcast. It is greatly appreciated, gentlemen. So until next week, take care of each other, stay safe, enjoy your time off if you have it, and take care of those local businesses who may be going through tough times and Take care of all of those people that work in harm's way as EMTs, as doctors, as firefighters, as police officers. They're out there doing a job in a time where everybody would probably rather be home with their family hunkered down. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.